Oh, wow. Oh, wow. My head is spinning. How is my head, my gigantic head, still on the top of my thin pencil neck geek of a neck? Because the wrestling world is blowing up. This may be the busiest news week in wrestling in oh, yeah. years. Yeah. Years. Rick Uccino is with me. I am Kev Kelm. This is our weekly deeper dive than everything else we do the rest of the week. We go even deeper because we roll you up for the inside cradle, Rick. We're talking The Rock. We're talking The Rock today. The Rock is coming back. Are you? Do you feel it? you feel the electricity in the air? It's not static cling. Dude, it's too much. It's too much. Andrew, Zar- <laughs> Andrew Zarian dropped that news today that he's I, I forget his exact wording, whether it was penciled in or he's he's going to be back at Survivor Series in some way, shape, or form. It is this, the 25 years since his debut in WWE, which was at Survivor Series. And I, I saw that today. I literally tweeted at him. I'm like, dude, stop. No, you couldn't have sat on this for like a week. I mean, I get it. You can't. It's too much, man. It's, it's it, There's too much going on right now in wrestling. Punk, uh, Brian, on top of freaking Goldberg, Cena, Keith Lee, Finn Balor. I forgot about Goldberg. I forgot about Goldberg. I feel feel like Charlie and always sunny, like where he's doing that, like, you know, that meme, that meme where he's going crazy because he's trying to figure everything out. That's where I'm at right now. I'm like, just stop. Just stop. And and based off of our reputation, like, you know, we stop recording at like 4 p.m. Eastern every Thursday. And usually at Something else is going to break. Something else breaks. We're going to go into this hour-long conversation that you're listening or watching to right now. And Rick and I, based on today, just today, all right, you and I had a run sheet three hours ago that was completely different than the one that we have to go through today. We're going to get into all of it because we have to do our branding that we're already two minutes into the show with. Why, why not? Why not? Oh, let's take a deep breath because this is Sports Gator Wrestling. This is the Inside Cradle. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out, watch out, watch out, because the news is going to break. Are you telling me there's another news story right now? No, 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 no. Before we go any further, before we do our deep dive in anything, I have to mention, folks, you got four hours left. If you're listening to us right now when we go on the air, four hours left, go to my Twitter page, at Rick Uccino, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. For those who are listening on the uh, podcast feed, look at my pinned tweet. You have four hours left to register to win two tickets to Monday Night Raw in Cincinnati, Ohio at the Heritage Bank Center, September 27th. That is the very next night after Extreme Rules, which is in Columbus. That is going to be a big fallout show. If you're anywhere in the greater Cincinnati area or feel like driving down, I'm going to Cleveland tomorrow. It's a four-hour drive. It's not that big of a deal, guys. So if you're anywhere in the state of Ohio, Illinois, Indiana, West Virginia, if you're within driving distance, Mm-hmm. You have a chance to win two tickets. You have to register. You have to follow the directions in my pin tweet by midnight tonight, Eastern Standard Time. Actually, I'll even extend it out to the West Coast. Midnight out on the West Coast if you want to come in from that far. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow morning, I'm drawing at random the winner, and I'll announce it at 11 a.m. on my Twitter page. So you're running out of time to register, so get on there and do that. Go ahead and do that. Follow it on uh, Rick's Twitter page. Of course, that does connect to our Twitter page. We are very, very close to our Twitter follower goal if you haven't done it already, uh, kudos to our main man in the social media department, Mike, for uh, for helping us out yeah. and bu- building up such a good platform here. Are we the biggest? No, but we're covering the biggest stories with the biggest passion. That's what this show is about here on Thursday nights. Uh, let's get into it. The Rock, the biggest movie star in the world. And that is uh, 
almost verifiably true. And I'm saying the world. A lot of people say, oh, well, he was in this, and that movie was sort of a die. I know he's super popular, but is he? No, he is. In the world, in terms of bankable talent internationally at the box office, The Rock is right up there. And he is set for what is going to be a highly anticipated return to WWE, reportedly from Andrew Zarian, our good old man, uh, the best eyebrows in wrestling media, if you ever ask me. All right, how do how do I get them? How do I get them? Those are impressive. I mean that. I mean that in a good way. I'm, I'm, I know I'm joshing here, but well, we're gonna have to get him on the show one of these days, just so you can tell him that in person. <laughs> They're impressive, dude. I'm just like, wow, wow. Uh, the Rock is returning to WWE. Now, this lines up with a lot of what we've been hearing. Uh, a lot of different things. The Rock was talking about doing something. The Rock has said he does want one more match, and likely that would be with his nephew, Roman Reigns. Now, that language, we're talking, that language was in 2019. He was saying stuff like that, all right? Now, you have a whole different Roman Reigns, and then his nephew has become a whole different star, and maybe even bigger than he's ever been during the pandemic era. There's never been a more reinvented character in WWE than Roman Reigns in the pandemic era. And he is a villain. And what greater hero to come back and defend his family's honor while this guy browbeats his cousins on, on national television is their uncle. Uh, and this would also line up with The Rock's 25th anniversary of his WWE debut in New York City. Uh, and this would be at Survivor Series, which is also, as Zarian reports, going to be at the Barclays Center. Uh, it's worth noting WWE will have a big event in the New York City market prior to this with a SmackDown airing from Madison Square Garden, the mecca of professional wrestling, in the fall prior to this event in November. No specific date, but The Rock, Barclays Center, Survivor Series, a lot of people are going to buy tickets to this. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the question is, what is he going to be doing? Because Andrew does not say that he's going to be wrestling at Survivor Series, just as he's going to be at uh, this year's Survivor Series. So is it enough? If it's if it's just an appearance, is that enough to get people in there? Um, the question is, will they try to hold they did it before 10 years yeah. ago? He did, he did all those promos and they, he would come in and give somebody like a rock bottom, do some storyline stuff and sure. set up matches. And sure. I think his last actual technical match was against Eric Rowan. Like, didn't he yes. have like a, a 30 second match where he gave him a rock bottom and a people's elbow and he pinned him and that was it. Um, uh, and he did the appearance for WWE in the first SmackDown on Fox. Uh, yeah. And, which I believe was the last time, right? That was the last, that was time. last time he was in WWE. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Man, whatever he does, I think it, it, it is going to be big enough, obviously, to draw him in. The, the Rock is that huge. People have that big of an affection for him. Uh, even young wrestling fans know who he is, even if they've never you know, actually seen him perform. Heck, there might be fans out there who are like, wait, Dwayne Johnson was a wrestler? And he's going to be at Survivor Series? Oh, I know he's oh, a wrestling. Yeah. I, was, I, saw him, I saw him in Jungle Cruise. He's a wrestler? <laughs> exactly. There's going to be that young fan base. There's going to be that young fan base who are going to look at their dads and go, Oh, you weren't lying to me. He really wasn't in WWE. Um, so this is going to be big. And honestly, you know, this is probably the biggest counterpunch that WWE can offer, uh, considering the other news that we have heard this yes. week with Daniel Bryan reportedly 100% signed in to AEW. I know that has to make you uh, ecstatic because you are a big Daniel Bryan guy. So I'm a huge Daniel Bryan guy. I'm really pumped for this news. This yeah. is this for me. It's just I'm just a Daniel Bryan mark. He's my all time favorite wrestler. Right. I've seen him wrestle in VFW halls, in gymnasiums, arenas, and stadiums. I've seen it all. And I don't think there's a better wrestler in the world. I don't think there's a better storyteller, bell to bell. I think he's the closest thing since Bret Hart in terms of like his gimmick is that he's just a great wrestler and everyone buys into it. And there's been other people who have tried that, that type of character and it doesn't work. 
uh, but him, it works. You, right. He is a good person. And when he's evil, it's because he still thinks he's a good person. Right. You know? exactly. right. And um, and also, he's just evolved. Uh, what a movie or what a coup by All Elite Wrestling to get him. Uh, Dave Meltzer, Big Papa Dave Meltzer reporting this. Uh, this follows up with some news that we heard in the past weeks that Daniel Bryan was no longer in conversations with WWE creative boards. He was uh, also out of the realm of different names that were tossed to merchandise and licensing partners that WWE is working with. Uh, there was some talk early in the summer that he would return and that WWE is trying to make some big pitches. That also lines up with conversations that WWE reportedly had with New Japan Pro Wrestling yep. about trying to make some type of partnership that would allow Daniel Bryan to do what he really wants to do, what he's been verbal about. He wants to have matches with people he's never had matches before, and he wants to have a big match in New Japan, likely in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, yep. And he can do that, obviously, in All Elite Wrestling. Yeah, this... Man, for a company that leans so heavily on their veterans, WWE has let some big ones slip away uh, since AEW has has come into uh, fruition here. And this one, and I don't think this is so much against WWE. Like, I don't think this is Daniel Bryan. You know, it's got to hurt, though. It, I mean, it, it, hurt. It, it, no, no, yeah. no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, this is a major loss for WWE. Massive. Top babyface, men's babyface in the company, gone. Gone. Miracle worker. WrestleMania, WrestleMania main eventer. Yeah. This is the guy you have leaned heavily on since WrestleMania 30 for crying out loud. Even when he was out of action, you still leaned heavily on him. You made him an on-screen general manager. You made him a talk show host. You used him uh, to the best of his abilities. And then he came back and he, he main evented WrestleMania again uh, for you guys. This is he, a WWE champion again. Um, this is a guy that you have leaned heavily on. He is a major star. He was your top baby face on SmackDown when Roman Reigns beat him and he went bye-bye and his contract expired. So mm -hmm. this is a major loss. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't think this is Daniel Bryan. And again, I don't know for sure. I don't think this is Daniel Bryan saying, you know, flipping the middle finger. This is all on the great work that AEW is doing and opening up the 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 forbidden door and bringing in and just working collaboratively with all these different companies with impact with new Japan, doing doing the things that ww won't do right you know? or, or at least to this point yeah they can, they can sit here and say hey we're open for business but are you really because we haven't seen it we haven't seen an uh, any kind of collaborative effort whatsoever ex except for companies that you've beaten bought and that was 20 years ago so well, I mean, they've done it in Europe. You can say they did it with progress and IWC to a much, much smaller scale. Right. And the whole purpose of this new Japan conversation, which our very own Sid gave me a ton of crap about, because we were arguing about whether or not it was legitimate. I spoke to people that said legitimately to me that like, yes, WWE and new Japan were talking within the last year. All right. And the big, a big portion of that deal was, can we figure out a way for Daniel Bryan to go there? And can we trade some talent and do some things here? And some of it was based on the predication of the pandemic. All right. We, you, yeah. you have some TV ready guys that we could use. We have some guys we can send over to you. And that sounds, that's a very big thing for WWE to do. Is that off the table? I don't know, but Daniel Bryan's in AEW. And I think that's the biggest thing. The time frame for him to show up in all elite wrestling is also even bigger. I think you, you, you can't mess up this moment. As you saw what John Cena showing up here at the end of uh, Money in the Bank, you have to do it a very specific way, and you got to protect the secret. Now, the secret's out. Daniel Bryan's going to AEW. Now it's just a matter of when is he showing up? Right. Can that moment live up to the expectations? 
Uh, are we going to hear the final countdown? Is he Brian Danielson? I assume he is. I was uh, going to be that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the talk is that he's going to show up at Arthur Ashe stadium. This will be the biggest live non WWE crowd since 1999 for professional wrestling in North America. And it'll be in the shadow of New York city. Uh, and that is the time frame for him to make his debut. Uh, that's, is that before or after that's before or after all out? Am I correct? Which, which date again? I'm sorry. The Grand Slam show in New York City. Am I correct? I'm, I'm trying to think of dates here off the top of my head. What, what, what's the date of the Grand Slam show? Uh, I think it's August, uh, September, September. Because um, All Out is uh, September 5th. So that's, this would be after. This so would it would be after. after. All Out, by the way, coming to, or uh, excuse me, Dynamite coming to Cincinnati for the first time ever uh, on the 8th, just right after that. I know uh, John Moxley is uh, excited about that, my fellow Cincinnati uh, brethren, uh, he's uh, he's excited to come back home and bring dynamite to Cincinnati. So I'm going to try to get uh, on the horn with him. And Sorry talk. for the lack of prep here. AEW Dynamite Grand Slam going down September 22nd at yeah. Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York. Just, you know, New York City, basically. You're in the, in the yeah. shadow of it here. So that is the destination for him to return. That, uh, that, would be, that would be, if you could do that on that day, Imagine that, because it's not just Daniel Bryan we're talking about either. No, we're gonna light it. We're gonna go to the next guy here. We we could be talking about maybe three weeks after CM Punk showing up in Chicago at All Out. Now that's not that's not a guarantee. He's in talks to be looking for an in ring return. This was a uh, Fightful Select report. Uh, Sean Rossap was the first one to break the internet yesterday uh, when when he when he dropped that. I, I literally I. I sent him a DM. I'm like, dude, are you trying to break the ending internet right now? <laughs> we, 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 we've had a major shortage of, uh, there's been a major shortage of some uh, major websites across the internet today. And I, I, I'm going to say, if your Google's not working, you can personally blame Sean Rossap for that. Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, it has been, it didn't take long at all uh, for that news to be everywhere. Now, he's not saying that uh, this is a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, he has not been able to confirm that with CM Punk uh, himself, uh, whether or not he's in talks. Uh, he did have another report out today that Punk was briefly in talks with Ring of Honor, but that uh, did not go anywhere. Uh, but he said he's looking at an in-ring return finally after, what, eight years now? Um, or seven years. 2014. He has not been in the ring since Royal well, Rumble 2014. So we're looking at seven and a half going on eight years uh, yeah. since he's last been in the ring. Last time we saw him, he was getting drug out of the ring by Kane. Corporate Kane. Pantsuit Kane. That's the last time we saw CM Punk uh, in a wrestling ring, uh, except when he's had a, had a mask on and gave somebody a G, uh, go to sleep. Um, at, so, at, a, at a beer hall. <laughs> at, a, at a beer <laughs> hall. At a bingo hall. At the, uh, the AEW. Beer City hall. Wrestling. So beer yeah. City Wrestling. Uh, so uh, I mean, this would obviously be no no disrespect to Daniel Bryan. This is this will be the biggest name in the world you could bring in right now. This this absolutely. This, there are people out there who have been clamoring, who have been dying for him to get back into a wrestling ring. And if you can pull this off, if you can pull off both guys, imagine AEW within a few weeks being able to bring in CM Punk, yep. bringing in Daniel Bryan yep. on top of Andrade Miro. Christian, Mark Henry, Big Show. Get into a problem right. here, Rick. No, we're not. I'm going to tell you what the problem is. Problem. We're getting into a problem with WWE yeah. because all of a sudden, if they bring in CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, you can't sit there and go, we don't view them as competition anymore. No. If they bring not. in CM yeah. Punk and Daniel Bryan, game on, folks. Game on. Because I guarantee you, Dynamite will, again, now it's not head to head. Granted, it's not head to head, but I guarantee you, Raw or uh, Dynamite will start drawing 
bigger numbers than Raw on a regular basis. Not SmackDown, but Raw. Raw, correct. And, okay. and SmackDown might not be that far behind, to be completely honest with you. SmackDown's in the two millions. But you bring in a guy, you bring in Daniel Bryan and CM Punk on top of everybody else that you have brought in already. That is an incredible roster full of dream matchups. We've seen the good work that they've done. They've obviously got some red hot P1s which is your, your main core audience. People love AEW no matter what they do, even if they do bad stuff. And WWE has them too, but it just feels like AEW is on fire right now. They're firing on all cylinders. They're, they get a pass. For, for anyone who doesn't want to hear it, if you're a diehard AEW fan, you give them a pass for a lot of different things sure. that they do. Sure you do. But the and same there's a lot of things they do that are indulgent and they do it a lot, but people give it a pass because they still get something from the show they really like. And WWE's like that, but WWE may have wronged you enough where you're just like, all right. And also, what's the coolest thing in wrestling? It's cooler than anything we're talking about. The coolest thing in wrestling is to make fun of WWE as a company. Oh, and, sure. And, but you, it's, also it's, have your, you also have your WWE apologists who will sit sure. there and make up an excuse uh, for everything. For some reason, there, and you see this in sports, too. You, you see... Like we get a lot of this in Cincinnati because you know we we're we're bitching at uh, Bob Castellini, the the Reds owner, to you know open up his wallet and, and help improve this team. And you you will actually have people going to bat for millionaires sitting here saying, "Well, you know, last year was rough. They really don't have the money to go out and spend on people." You have people who will do that, who will defend billionaires, and you have those same people in uh, in WWE fans. Who you want to hear a crazy idea I have? You want to hear a crazy idea I got about this whole thing? If Punk comes back, you got to have him come back in Chicago, right? You can't Absolutely. Just... Hands down. Yeah. That'll be the so... biggest pop in the history of wrestling. <clears throat> that will dwarf what Cena did. Okay. That money in the bank. I'm going to piss some people off by saying this. <laughs> so I'm just going to put this out there. Oh, I, like the, I like doing that because I'm an asshole, right? Uh, I'm going down my Bill Burr road. <laughs> Isn't that a sport? Uh, I like, I like doing it because I'm an asshole. You know oh. the summer of seen it tour. Oh, huh? by... we actually, we. I'm sorry, real quick. We actually do have some breaking news. Are at you least, serious? At least it happened during the show. What? At least it happened during the show. Let me take the punk thing off. I don't get to do my CM Punk theory theorization. Oh, you can, you can. We we don't have a whole lot of time to dive into this. It, it shouldn't be that big of a shock. But Thunder Rosa is officially all elite. She has signed okay. a contract with AEW. The tweet went out just moments ago. She's there. She is all elite. I just wanted to bring that up. We did have a little bit of breaking news. We're still gonna let her, she's still going to work NWA stuff, right? I, I would assume so. Maybe. I mean, this is the, this is the, well, of course, AEW can work with anybody. So yeah, I would assume so. I would be surprised if she's not at, uh, at Empower for sure. Um, and I've the talked, upcoming I've talked with, women NWA I've show, talked yeah. with a couple of people who say there could be some other AEW women at uh, Empower as well. So that makes sense. All right. So, anyway, my, so my, so my theory here. about CM Punk here. Yes. Go back. So everyone just think, assumes going to go all elite wrestling, right? right? But it's worth noting, our man Sapp did not say he signed. He said the most likely destination right now in terms of who's out there and who could be creatively accommodating in terms of what he has stated he wants to do in terms of have matches with people he hasn't had matches with, yes. all those different things. I'm saying, yeah, I think it's going that way. But there's always, if we've, if we've learned anything in the last year, expect the unexpected. Don't think the theory. Oh, I was going to get Lesnar and Lashley. I, I I heard enough people talk about it on the internet, so it's going to happen. It doesn't always happen. No, right? Does not. Uh, we never knew Roman Reigns would come back. When Roman came back, blew everyone away last summer. Blew him away. All right. Yep. Now he's the biggest thing on the on the planet. If 
WWE sees this news and they know they got the rock and they know they got these other unfinished things. Okay. Their pitch is ton of money, ton of freedom, ton of creative control. Come in and work a Brock Lesnar schedule. The summer of Cena tour is all set. John Cena is going to be at all these live events for WWE leading up to SummerSlam. You know which one he's not scheduled to appear on? August 2nd, All-State Arena in Chicago. That is the one he is not on. The one show he is not set to be at. And what game has WWE played with wrestling media in the, in the past year? In the last year and a half? Putting some stories out that don't pan out. Yeah, putting out some stories. They're complete smoke screens. Something else. I would be stunned. August second. I would be absolutely. I'm not saying it's happening, and I'm not saying anyone off the blue line train in Chicago told me they saw CM Punk going to the All State Arena. I mean, that's I'm not telling you, dude. That is so close. I d- there's no way they get a deal done that. I, I'm sorry. Crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. But what has CM Punk always said would take it to get him back in the ring? A boatload of money. A really big bag. So if Vince McMahon wants CM Punk and he hands Punk a blank check and Punk fills it out and Vince says, okay, he'll be back in WWE. But. But he's also a guy. I think he can get that money. I think he can get the type of money he wants in AEW. Yes, and they have so much more to offer. They have so much more. The creative freedom, the 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 wrestling with people that he actually wants to have matches with. That's that's one of the biggest issues I think for me, which is why AEW makes more sense, is because he has openly said, "Look, there's not a lot of people in WWE I want to work with." He wants to work with people he hasn't worked with before. And even if he goes to AEW, don't expect a match with John Moxley, at least not right away. Done it with he's, Jericho. He's done it. He's he's done done I mean, oh, him, and Ome- him and Omega. Him and Omega is a big match. And, yeah, he wants know. to wrestle Kenny Omega. He wants to wrestle Jungle Boy. He wants to wrestle, you know, all these people that he hasn't. Will Osprey do the New Japan thing? You know, he he wants yeah. to do a big Tokyo Dome deal. I and think like, he would work with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I, I think he would work with Daniel Bryan if, or Brian Danielson if they were both there. Hell, um, what if they debut together? That'd be crazy, dude. Here's the other thing, right? So everybody's losing their mind when this news broke on Wednesday. Yeah. CM Punk coming back. And I think that would be great. I think it would be great. I would love to see CM Punk back. I was a big CM Punk fan. I'm not going to lie, though. My first thought. Oh, okay. So CM Punk's coming back. Possibly. You think he's coming back to WWE? Like, you don't read the article and you're just like looking at the headline. And you're no, first no, no, no. I'll just say, I was like, okay, cool. He's coming back to wrestling. Right? That, sure. that was my thought. I'm sitting here thinking, about, okay, he's coming back to wrestling. That's cool. Yeah. Any chance he's bringing AJ Lee with him? Like, that's the first thought that came into my head. <laughs> I don't think okay. you're alone in that. I don't I think thought, you're okay, cool. Sam Punk is great. Now you get AJ Lee back in a ring. Now we're talking. Dude, she had a big following. She was, there's a lot of people that I loved AJ Lee. Huge AJ Lee fan. I was so upset when she retired. She's only 34. She's only 34. That's she's been, she's been gone since what? 15? 15, 16? Yeah, it was one year. I think it was like one year after Punk left. She, was, she retired. She announced her retirement. So she has been gone since she was like 27, 28 years old. It's a lot of now healthy she years. Had, she had she had some neck issues. So mm-hmm. who knows if she's even physically healthy enough to compete? Who knows? Oh, wants if, to. If, if she, or, or if she even wants to. Yeah. But she did do a book deal. She did stay creative and active outside of stuff. Yeah, yeah. sure. She's uh, I believe she's a best-selling author. So, I mean, she, she has things going for her. If Punk comes back, though, and he's loving it, 
Maybe the bug comes back. I don't know. Maybe there's a possibility. But I will say this much. A CM Punk return to wrestling means that we are. it's more likely we get an AJ Lee return to wrestling, which is what really makes me excited. And the second thing that popped into my head was, God damn it, I would love to see her face Britt Baker. Just like seriously, AJ Lee and Britt Baker, that's the first thing that popped into my damn head. I'm like, can we get that? Like, I want this now. Like, don't, don't give me hope. You're giving me can hope. I, can I can I top? Uh, I don't know. I I can I top that theory, that awful that awful theory I had of CM Punk returning to WWE in Chicago. Can I top that on today's show before we get out of here? Do you think I can do it? Uh, maybe depends <laughs> on uh, what we got left down on the uh, on the run. So here. if you're because still watching with us, maybe I'll top it. <laughs> we've spent 20 minutes talking about three dudes who have yep. not returned yet. We haven't even gotten into the five who have. Mm-hmm. Is it five or four? I lost count. It's four. Uh, It's been a crazy week, dude. Friday, we had Finn Balor return. Fantastic. That is exactly the kind of guy that is needed on SmackDown who can plug into that void that Daniel Bryan left. This is something that we've talked about on this show. Right now, they're filling it with Edge temporarily. But guess what? He's going to be gone after SummerSlam, most likely. Just like with a lot of these guys that they're bringing back. Finn Balor's here for the long haul. He said in character he's coming back for that Universal Championship. That is Love it. That is a perfect, perfect top-level guy, a new fresh face to go up against Roman Reigns. There's history there, at least with Finn Balor in that championship. Love it. But on top of that, so Friday you get Balor. Sunday, money in the bank, you get John Cena, who got one of the biggest pop- At the end of a great show, by the way. At the end of a fantastic show that WWE had. One of the best pay-per-views they've had all year. Yes, hands down. The crowd had a lot to do with it. The crowd was hot. Uh, the men's money in the bank match. Thank God we got to watch it. Thank God Peacock got their shit together uh, because we missed. My God, man. All I wanted was that live crowd reaction, like with the Rick Boogs entrance for Shinsuke Nakamura. I wanted to see that again, and I didn't. Get that to was not it. a WWE issue. If no, you if you got Peacock. WWE in network, you didn't have a problem with that. Oh, it was only only Peacock in the United States. You gotta love Pat McAfee though. He had the uh, he had the line of the night. <laughs> uh, God, who was it? Somebody was somebody was like doing one of these in the ring, and he's like, he's fluttering like a peacock. I wonder if somebody gave him that line. If somebody gave him that like pop in line uh, in his ear, but if, oh, if either way, uh, lo- love I Pat bet, McAfee. I bet he got a talking to for saying that. I bet he got a talking to for saying whatever. that. Whatever, whatever. It was funny. Was so damn good. He is so good at his damn job. John yeah. Cena's back in WWE. Biggest pop you've ever heard all all year. Got to be the biggest one I've heard. Oh well, yeah, we've only had live crowds for for like three weeks. Hang on, hang on. My mom's calling me. I got to be a good. Oh, what? Jeebus, criminy. So yeah, John Cena returns. You get the biggest pop in the world. Fans losing their mind all over the globe. He's back. He's coming after Roman Reigns. Monday night, he comes out and he says, look, I'm coming after Roman Reigns for one simple reason. He's an asshole, and I think I need to take him down a peg or two. Perfect. All I needed. I didn't need some long explanation. All I needed was John Cena saying he's tired of Roman Reigns shit, and he's coming to knock his teeth out. That's all I needed. And I he, sa- he says he's great. Person. He says he's great. The people tell him he's not great. I know I'm great because the people tell me I'm great. And right. like, so like that Walter Payton phrase, perfect phrase. Uh, remind me a little bit of The Rock. The way he was setting up certain things. He was grabbing something from pop culture and working into what he does. And uh, and but also like when he had to be serious, he could like turn the switch. 
Uh, it was just great. Also, they yeah. really utilized the John Cena celebrity name. He did a he did a video on his own social media ten minutes before Raw. Raw's in ten minutes. I'm gonna be on Raw in ten minutes. Make the appointment. Get in front of your TV. Uh, John Cena's gonna be on my at Raw. John Cena's gonna be on SmackDown. And you saw the rating. The overnight rating went up by nearly twenty percent. That is hundreds of thousands of extra people. Watch this show. WWE storming the demographics on Monday Night Raw, one of the most watched television shows WWE had uh, for the money, for at least Monday Night Raw uh, this year. Yep, absolutely. And so, yeah, John Cena, home run. Uh, he's going to be here through SummerSlam. This the tour of Cena. Friday night, he's going to be in Cleveland. So am I, by the way. Uh, so stoked to be at a live event uh, again. I'm actually going to get to sit in the crowd uh, this time. WrestleMania, I was in the press box. This time, I'm going to be amongst the people. That's great. Uh, I'm stoked, dude. I'm absolutely stoked. You know, it still bothers me that I have to watch uh, half the show uh, on a TV screen. Oh, the big rolling loud deal, huh? Which, by the way, tomorrow night in Miami, Carmella, the most beautiful woman in all of WWE, Mm -hmm. uh, is going to be facing Bianca Belair. Speaking of Carmella. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, I talked to Carmella today, and I'm going to give you a little nugget. A little nugget, a little taste of that interview. The full thing is going to drop tomorrow on the Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube channel. But uh, we uh, will play a little clip uh, with Carmella uh, coming up here in a few minutes. So we had Finn Balor. We had John Cena. But wait, ladies and gentlemen, there's more. But each one of these next three guys comes with a little bit of controversy. And I don't mean it. I don't mean in a controversy as like, oh, it's a bad thing that they're bringing these guys on. But each one of these things. You could, I'm going to do it. You could nitpick. You could absolutely nitpick a little bit. Oh, the, the way they were brought back, the way they were brought back. The biggest surprise, the biggest surprise for me was Keith Lee. And I was so damn happy to see Keith Lee back this week, just as a lot of people were. We don't know why he was gone, but we haven't seen him since February uh, when he beat Matt Riddle back when Matt Riddle was still Matt Riddle and not just Riddle. Um, you know, and he, he was supposed to be in that, uh, United States Championship triple threat match where Riddle won the title uh, and he couldn't do it because of an injury. We haven't seen him since then. He comes back, faces Bobby Lashley in an open challenge, loses clean as a whistle. I know there are some people who didn't like that. Then they bring back Goldberg in that same segment. Here comes Bill Goldberg down to the ring to do his typical, you're the champ, I'm Goldberg, I'm next because I say so. Let's go, we're going at SummerSlam. A lot of people take issue with that. As do I. He got a huge reaction when he came out. People weren't sure he did. But we're going to break down each one of these one by one. But then the one that I thought was the most egregious was you had Karrion Cross. Okay. Karrion Cross gets brought up to Monday Night Raw. The same Karrion Cross who the NXT been, champion, the NXT world champion, Karrion Cross gets brought up dominant in singles action, hasn't lost, beaten the likes of Adam Cole, Pete Dunn, Finn Balor. Uh, name him the the to, decimated Tommaso Ciampa within minutes. The, he's the Roman Reigns of NXT. The creme de la creme of NXT. He's decimated them all. Ruined him. Ruined Didn't everyone. Chance. Nobody had a chance of beating this guy. This guy was unstoppable, and he's heading towards this massive collision with Samoa Joe, where we're going. Oh, finally, Samoa Joe, the Samoan wrecking machine. That's the guy who's finally going to be able to outmuscle Karrion Cross. But. In 90 damn seconds on Monday, they had Jeff Hardy beat Karrion Cross. 
Jeff Hardy, I get it, former world champion, guaranteed Hall of Famer. This mother trucker lost a shake. Mom, mom it's ago. my friend Rick. He's yelling about wrestling. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm on the phone with my mom again. My mom's this calling guy was, me again. This guy was losing to Shanky. He was losing to Jinder Mahal in minutes. He lost to Elias. He lost to Jackson Riker. This ain't world champion Jeff Hardy. They give him his old theme song back, and suddenly he can just beat this unstoppable monster in 90 damn seconds. What are we doing? Well, here's the thing, Rick. He needs no more words, and it, that empowers him. Ah! <laughs> oh my god way to make everything all the hard work that that triple h and everybody involved with nxt has put into building this guy up and just taking a massive shit on it the aura is gone the aura is gone i don't well I this don't... this plays into news that we got from wwe uh nxt mm-hmm. this week they are in a different schedule uh, their next two weeks of television uh, will be taped, all right? And the reason for that is they're moving over to sci-fi, uh, and that's because they're going to be kind of preempted off of USA Network because of the Olympics yeah. uh, in Tokyo, which are their own very uh, stressful thing at the moment. Yeah. And so that's happening. So they taped a bunch of different things. It is reported by WrestleZone. Am I allowed to legally say that? Uh, so uh, WrestleZone... Or- Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If yeah. you do not want to know this, fast forward about five minutes from now. No, 30 seconds. It'll take really easy. Okay, whatever. They're, they're doing a segment leading up to this match that we're going to get where Samoa Joe is returning to the ring. They've been teasing and alluding to it, and that this is why he's back in NXT, which is awesome. All right? It was the coolest thing they did this week on NXT, and they just said, gloves are off. Okay, you can, you can fight again. So they're going to do him and Cross, which I think is awesome but is the edge off of that match because that very smart crowd at the Capitol Wrestling Center of only a few hundred fans, die-hard WWE NXT fans, are now turning on the legitimate monster that is their champion and started chanting Hardy, yeah. Hardy, Hardy. Um, kind of weird, don't you think? It, this is the, the dumbest booking I have ever seen in my life. Uh, and it just clearly shows that Vince McMahon does not give a damn about what has happened on XT. I don't think he actually watches the product. I don't think he cares. I don't think he realizes how much, uh, you know, booking and building long-term building they have done uh, for carrying cross. I mean, there was a moment there where they were using cross as Vince's executioner. Basically he beat Damian priest. Damian priest goes to raw. He beats Keith Lee. Keith Lee goes to raw. Like the, when, every, when anybody got called up, it was Cross who took him out of NXT. Now, all of a sudden, it appears it's plain as day that Samoa Joe is going to beat Karrion Cross, so Karrion Cross can drop the NXT title because Karrion Cross is officially a member of Monday Night Raw. But my God, what have they done to him? They, they, they're not bringing up Scarlett. So his really cool, dramatic entrance that made him look like a star is now... WCW NWO Revenge, that old uh, N64 game from the 90s. He now gets generic entrance number five. He's just walking out there in a a gladiator skirt uh, and just walking down to the ring looking all tough. That's it. That's the only thing he's got with his entire entire entrance. No Scarlet. No Scarlet, and he loses to Jeff Hardy inside of 90 seconds. She's made some cryptic tweets about that, by the way. I'm hoping she's coming with him. 
No, she's made some tweets about like that's like like she's not out of the picture that allude to like somehow she'll be back in the picture at some point. I don't uh, hopefully, know hopefully. Yeah. Um, but I mean, man, just and I know Karen Cross has been successful in other promotions without Scarlett. I'm, and I watched NXT this thing. week. It's a whole different world. It is. It whole, is. He's a whole different monster. Now, mind you, this loss on Raw, which it was a flash pin. Jeff Hardy got his feet up on the ropes. I'm just, I'm not trying to be in a WWE apologist. And then he got a post-match promo and he told Jeff Hardy, you're going to pay for that. You got very, very lucky and you're going to regret doing that. And so I think hopefully maybe there's some, maybe there's a reason they did this, right? I I gotta, I gotta hope that there's some reason they did this. I don't Uh, know. I I don't know if there's a long-term scenario here. But as far as first impressions go, that does not look good for Karrion Cross. It does not look good for NXT. I mean, if you're a casual fan and you're sitting here and why you, would I care about the NXT champion if he got exactly. pinned in two minutes? Yeah, exactly. Why would I care to watch NXT if that is how much stock that Monday Night Raw puts into the NXT champion? Look, dude, look at a difference of like five, six years makes. Remember when Kevin Owens came up and he beat John Cena clean? Yeah, yeah. John Cena as the NXT champion. Compare that to what Karrion Cross got this week, and it's, it's unforgivable. You can't forgive that. It was ba- it to me. It was a message to NXT that you are now not even on the same realm. Just think about to two years ago when I they don't know about that. Survivor that's that that's purely speculative. I don't know about that. To me, John Alba, uh, somebody who I tried to get on the show uh, this week, he did have a report that came out that that follows up your argument here. Yeah, says okay. that WWE views nxt internally as developmental again uh that was a john alba report try to get him on the show talk about it a little bit uh scheduling conflicts maybe we can get him on uh next week to talk about that um but i mean yeah i think that was pretty damn evident by the fact that they don't care they, they just you could see what they did to carrying cross and they just don't care that that to me was a message that nxt does not matter i don't it lines up in another way you know the next nxt takeover their pay-per-view payoff right on peacock is going to be during SummerSlam weekend on the 22nd SummerSlam on the 21st a little bit of a flip right usually nxt gets the saturday night slot so uh you know peacock wants to do this nbc you know takeover saturday night kind of concept of of what peacock is and and own weekends with television. A couple weeks after that, they're going to have more football, and a couple weeks after that, they're going to have Saturday Night Live back. So it makes sense, you know. So why they would want to do Saturday nights and have something on Sunday? So I, I get where they're going with their media partner for this, but it's curious that you know SummerSlam going to sell the stadium in Las Vegas. There's a lot of other venues you could run in Vegas the next day at a smaller scale for a few thousand people. I'm not even saying an arena. Yeah. Uh, and bring takeover there and do the fun Vegas, you know, uh, marketing and all those different fun things that like WWE loves to do uh, with stuff. And aesthetically, they can do that better than a lot of other people can. Right. Uh, and here it is. It's a takeover. It's takeover 35 and it's on the 22nd. And it look, you know, I, I guarantee they will put on a fantastic show. And those have been really, do. really good shows. They always do. And I guarantee you that spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I guarantee you. Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross are going to absolutely kill it. It's going to be a great match, but the aura is gone. There, there's not that. There is no longer that doubt of. Like we all pretty much assumed, you know, that Samoa Joe was going to get the head, the the main of this because Karrion Cross was getting ready for. But the you call. think the you fine. think the steam has been pulled out of it because yes. of this loss on Raw? Absolutely, absolutely, because the the mystique is gone. The aura is gone. There's no longer that question of, well, how does Samoa Joe beat this guy? Can Samoa Joe be the one? 
Can they can they flip it? Can they get it back by then? It's plenty of time. Then we're talking like a month. Dude, it, it all depends. How how much more can Raw screw up Karrion Cross in the meantime too? Because he's going to be pulling double duty. He's going to be on Raw traveling for the next few weeks. They've already taped NXT in advance, so he doesn't have to bounce back and forth between each show, which is good. So, how much? You know. How much damage? Now, granted, he could come out on Monday and absolutely decimate Jeff Hardy inside of four minutes. I think that's going to happen. Maybe. I think that's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know that this whole thing was just confusing. It was obviously the biggest, uh, the most egregious thing that happened on Raw for me, and that is well, all the cared night. about it. That was on the same night that Goldberg came back. <laughs> yeah, to get back into to get another shot. At a world championship, they're bringing in Goldberg, the guy who couldn't beat Drew, to take on Lashley, who Drew couldn't beat. So obviously Goldberg thinks he can beat Bobby Lashley now. This is this is it. This is what we're this is what we're doing again with Goldberg. I'm Goldberg. You're next because I'm Goldberg. That's 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 what they do all the time. And frankly, it's lazy, and I'm getting tired of it. I'm getting tired of it. They could end up, I think I think Goldberg and Lashley in another circumstance would be interesting. I just think there was so much chatter that people wanted this Lesnar Lashley match. They wanted the two guys who aren't in MMA that are in WWE or, or more known for WWE recently to have a big collision. And I'm not saying that Goldberg and Lashley can't be an interesting match. It can be. Uh, and I think Goldberg is still a big star. Whether or not you guys like it, guys, he is the oh. ultimate. Yeah. laps fan wrestling go-to character right where people remember his name he was a very big character during the biggest peak time of wrestling and is he going to have the best matches no i'm not done he's not gonna have the best matches but is he gonna have this great aura about him that other people just can't create themselves yes he's gonna and, have the same damn match he always has where he you know he, several spears he'll, he'll do a couple of the i, I you know, thought, the he, I thought he had a that, much better match at royal rumble than than anyone was expecting and i thought him and drew went for it a little bit and they and they did the explosive thing they played to his strengths right and they they hit any weaknesses you know he also still looked fast but he had people still think of that undertaker match in saudi arabia and they're never going to forget that from a few years ago and they're going to put that on a, they're going to put that on bill goldberg they're not going to forget they even it. going to try to attempt to jackhammer like i don't think goldberg could jackhammer bobby lashley i didn't think he could jackhammer drew mcintyre I don't unless he's fighting Dolph Ziggler. I don't think we're ever going to see the jackhammer. And that's that's my biggest thing is like you have to put him in a I would put Goldberg in a spot where he can have his best match possible. And for him right now, that's smaller guys. Those are the guy that those are the Finn Balors. Him those and Dolph Ziggler. Him and Dolph Ziggler had that job match that was really entertaining at Survivor Series. Was yeah. it Survivor Series? Am I wrong? Uh, like that was really cool. You could do something yeah, there. That, that's where you use Goldberg. I cannot. I cannot sit here. You, you want to be crazy? You know what match I would love to see him have? What? Him and Mustafa Ali would be awesome. Sure. Yes. Sure. Have Mustafa go Ali go on his big, uh, you know, real American shtick that he was trying to do there for a while on social media, but nobody really picked up on that. You want to do that? You want to put the United States title or something like that on Mustafa Ali and then have Goldberg come in and take it off of him or some crap like that? Fine. I'm totally okay with that. There are other ways and more creative ways to use Goldberg because I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that he's not a draw. He absolutely is a draw. They need the casual fans. They absolutely need to bring in those casual audiences. Goldberg is still a name. He is somebody who will draw more eyes to the product, which is why he's there. 
but he doesn't need to be constantly getting world title shot after world title shot because it's rinse and repeat. He shows up, says he's Goldberg, says the dude's next, and he either loses and goes away for a while, or he wins inexplicably and then drops it in his next title defense because he only gets two matches a year. So it's it's just lazy. It's just lazy. We know he's probably losing. The only thing that I can say is, is that for somehow, some way, he beats Bobby Lashley, which he should not do, and then Big E cashes on him, and we technically get the Big E Goldberg dream match. Meat, meat slapping men, slapping meat, slapping meat. If you haven't seen that clip, go look it up. One of the best clips of all time. Big muscles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, coming up here in a little bit, we will speak with uh, WWE superstar Carmella. Our full interview with her dropping uh, this Friday on the 23rd of July. So definitely go check that out. Uh, once again, if you haven't done it, go ahead and uh, follow us. SK Wrestling underscore at SK Wrestling underscore. Uh, we are a couple followers away from our big goal here. Uh, before we get Carmella on, I want to talk about this big news. The biggest WWE women's wrestling news this year, I think. Uh, we, we had Nikki Ash cash in. That was absolutely fantastic. Feel good moment. If you're a fan of the new character, I know you're a big fan of her. You interviewed her last week. She got the, the Rick, you cheapo rub and, and, and do not, uh, do not do the not. stardust. You put the do stardust not, on her. Do not give Kenny Bolin any kind of credit whatsoever. No, that is not my name. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so you interviewed her last week. She cashes in and yes. feel, feel good vibes with the women in that regard. She takes the title off of Charlotte Flair. I'm like, okay, I can get this one day, one day, one day for the queen. Again, everybody wants to talk about we'll get into this. We're, we'll, we'll get there. We'll talk about what we're going to do here. We'll play Carmella and then we'll get into all the Nikki and, and, uh, and Charlotte fall out there. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right, because I I'm gonna I want to get to Carmella sooner rather than later, and there's so much here. But the the biggest women's story, uh, another one of these breaking news ones came out today. Go ahead, Continue. Queen of the Ring is in ah, the works. Yeah. Uh, this is a tournament from WWE that will feature their uh, their female superstars on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, there is no timetable for when this could uh, be happening, but it will happen within the year. Uh, so uh, the, the way that could fall anywhere between now. In the years, a lot of different time frames. I think that where that would make complete sense for WWE to do that, and it will be a special of some kind on Peacock and the WWE Network. About damn, uh, time. About damn time! I've long said that they need to treat the King of the Ring and the Queen of the Ring as its own special thing. I would, I would treat it like the Olympics almost and alternate it. Just have it come around only once every couple of years. So maybe in the odd years, one year to one year. Last right. year was yeah. the men. This year it's the women. Women in the year, next it's, yeah. the men. After that, do the women. I think that would be the best. I think doing two tournaments at once is a little too much, but make it its own special thing. Rotate them in and out. Um, I love the idea of a queen of the ring. I think this is something that they uh, have needed to do for a while now. But it's it's the same caveat here as the men's as the king of the ring. If the winner doesn't get a damn thing, if they don't treat the winner seriously, at the end of the day, it's not going to mean a damn thing. You look at what happened with Baron Corbin. He wins King of the Ring. All he does is lose matches for two years, and now he's broke in kayfabe. Oh, people go up, people go down. So there's some of that's natural and circumstantial, right? Uh, but I do think uh, something like this can be done. Uh, uh, already, we were talking about this earlier on my top story of the day. We said we were talking about all these mad breaking stories, and names were just flying off, and people texting into the show saying who they want to win this thing. Uh, but the thing I, I think of is... This is great if you're a fan and you know those fans out there. Uh, you know, shout out to you know 
uh, rest friends, good friends of the show, Iridium Fierro and Teddy. Uh, they are a show that's focused on female driven topics in the wrestling world, so female superstars. And that, that fandom is bigger than it's ever been in wrestling. And it's more vocal than it's ever been. Sure. And, and, and they see what AEW is doing with their heels program, which just for women. And it's like, it's like a inclusivity program for wrestling and saying like women, we know you're buying tickets. We want to make you extra comfortable. We want to make sure you come back. You buy some merch. You have no problem bringing your, your son or the boyfriend. You come with him. We're going to give something for you. And that's what I think this is. And I think it's a smart move. It fulfills a lot of things. I'm not saying WWE got away from it because they still did a main event with Becky Lynch and, and, and Ronda Rousey and Charlotte not too long ago. They, they still did great angles with them. The culture of WWE and how women are presented is completely different than it was when you and I were teenagers. It has I think it's progressive, back. and I think this is another part of that. Yeah, it's come back down uh, a little bit. Uh, I think it's it, since Becky went. I, I think a lot of that has to do with the pandemic and Becky going away. Yeah, I, I, I think, think a ton I, of that has to do with both it, of those it's things. It's definitely coming. I mean, there were some times there. Uh, I mean, right around the time that that whole Lacey Evans, Ric Flair, Charlotte Flair thing was going on, there was a time where we had like four minutes of women on raw in like three hours. Like it, there, there was a point where it was getting kind of low again, uh, but it's, it is starting to ramp back up. And this is, this is another thing because this is again, going to, we want to build, you want to build new stars. You want to build up that next, that next generation. They did a fantastic job. And again, give a whole lot of credit to Nikki, uh, to Nikki ASH uh, for, for taking this character, transforming herself, and then they 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 did it. Everybody said it was a shock when she won money in the bank. And I'm like, guys, if you look at her booking, this made total sense. This was easy to call. She didn't get a monster reaction when she came out on Sunday. But when she oh. won the match, people were on board. Oh, you know, I thought it was a very creative. People were crapping on the finish, too. I thought it was very creative. Oh, I loved it. And then and then when she cashed in on, on Monday, everyone loved it because they hate oh. Charlotte. You know, yeah. and you took the bell off Charlotte. If you don't have heat, you don't have a good baby face. And, you know, this. Everybody wants to to crap on Charlotte and say, "Well, she she it had wouldn't, another, it wouldn't she have had meant another. much. It wouldn't have meant as much if she pinned Rhea. It wouldn't have meant. It would have meant. It would not have meant as much. It would have meant something. Obviously, she's winning right. a title, right? But it would not have gotten that reaction in front of a live crowd, like their third show back in front of live audiences. She got one of the biggest reactions, winning that title at the end of Monday night. People give Charlotte so much crap, and I know I said I was going to get into this after Carmella, but I might as well get into it now. Uh she. Everybody says there's so much. All of her title, all of her title reigns are pointless. No, they're not. All of her title reigns are to put over other people. She wins the SmackDown Championship in order for Becky Lynch to complete her to to make her and, and it means something, right? And it so means something. Went, SummerSlam 2018, she wins the title to 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 get Becky's heel turn. Heel turn didn't work. Not Charlotte's fault, but it was still a tremendous moment. It's what launched Becky Lynch. Uh, it helped launch her into the stratosphere all right so a month later she drops the belt to to, to becky uh she takes the title off of oscar ahead of wrestlemania 35 so becky could make more history uh in the main event she wins the smackdown women's championship so bailey could cash in on her she wins the smackdown women's championship again so bailey can do her heel turn and then she wins the raw women's championship so nikki ash could cash in money in the bank and get that monster pop Every time Charlotte wins a title, at least her last five, it is to put somebody else over. It's to make a moment for somebody else. But people hate her, dude. They, 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 there and are people that, that hate her as a character and hate her as a person, which is unreasonable. She hasn't won the Raw Women's title since 2017 until just this past week at Money in the Bank. 
Charlotte and Rhea can continue their run. They don't need the Raw Women's Championship, which is why putting it on Nikki Ash is so damn brilliant. Title makes it perform in this case. One, because I have said from the beginning, if this Nikki A.S.H. almost superhero character is going to work, they have to treat her seriously and they have to book her strong. And that is exactly what they have done. Didn't get off to a great start with the two-minute challenges. Didn't get off to a great start, but they kept rolling with it. It was a very, very slow build. And then all of a sudden, they cranked it up to 11 this week. And now, Nikki Cross, who was off TV months ago, is the Raw Women's Champion. This gimmick may not be for you. All right. You may be one of these grown men out here going, eh, hashtag not my Nikki. All right. You might be that person who wants her to be sanity Nikki still. Well, sorry. Characters evolved. All right. I'm sorry. You're not going to be the same person for I love steampunk Becky. Do you think I'm sitting there going, I miss steampunk Becky? I wish she'd go back to that. This man stuff is. Can she wear the goggles again? Can she wear the goggles again? The goggles. What are we doing? You know, like. It's just, ah, it ticks me off. And it's like, look, this character, I get it. You love Nick. You love the old Nikki Cross. That's great. I love the old Becky. That's great. I love new Becky too. And I love new Nikki too, because this is a character, not necessarily for me, but kind of, because I'm a comic book nerd. All right. It's going to be marketable to kids. Yep. And the fact that you have a superhero character alone, my God, the marketing, the memory. How soon until the merchandise gets rolled out? It's not out there now. I'm stunned. Like, seriously, give her a damn Nikki mobile, like an actual Nikki mobile to come down to the ring to, because then you guess what? You could start selling replicas of those for forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> give her her own signal. Give her a Nikki signal. Oh, dude, the Nikki signal would be cool with, with a butterfly. Then you could sell the, you could sell Nikki, Nikki flashlights. I mean, seriously, it's endless. If you, all, if you all pick up your cell phones, I'll have the power to get in the ring and win the belt. This gimmick is money in a literal sense if the mcu had been around when hurricane and mighty molly were around my god man those characters would have been hotter than they already were this is the perfect time to introduce a new superhero or almost a superhero character i'd give her her own robin i've tried to give her my uh my my resume saying if you need somebody i'm there don't know I, rick i could take a bump damn it i don't know rick i don't know rick i, I don't do like it. that idea i don't i could do it, it. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be her boy wonder. I don't care. <laughs> boy wonder, man child I, wonder. I will be you know, call me Butterfree or whatever. <laughs> That's Pokemon. Uh, I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. I'll be Caterpillar. All right. I'll just be, All right. I'll be Caterpillar. I'll come down to the ring. Whatever yeah. you want, man. I'll do it. But this is a money character, and she believed in it so much she took it to WWE, and now they have strapped the Raw Women's Championship on her. But WWE doesn't have creative freedom, guys. They do for certain people. They if do. you pitch the right idea, it, they have they have cre- you know what they they have creative freedom, but they also have creative expectations. Sure. So I think I think that's something as well. Uh, but also, I'll, I'll I'll give it to her. She pitched this character and is getting it somewhere. Like, yeah, I'm not saying it's there, but she's getting it somewhere. And it's then putting the awesome. title on it means they believe in this a little bit longer term than I think people think they do. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Alexa Bliss got a hell of a pop over the weekend, too, for all those she people. Did. All those people out there said, oh, this supernatural stuff sucks. Well, what? It's not for you. She was it's not for her. Guys, it's not for dudes. This is and for you know this is, you know, I'm going to take it one step further. And I even talked when I talked to Nikki Ash on uh, on on what was it? Thursday last week, Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. last week. You yeah. can see that whole interview up on the Sports Gator Wrestling YouTube channel right now. I asked her. I was like, look. 
could we see something between you and Alexa? Because the way that you two have gone your separate ways, my goodness, I see Batman, I see Joker. Let's go fight forever until you eventually team up again. I would do Alexa and Nikki at SummerSlam for the Raw Women's Championship. Let let Charlotte and and Rhea do their thing. You know, I don't know what their plan is. I don't think we need another Charlotte Rhea match. I would actually try to team them up and have them go for the the tag team titles myself. That's the progression I would go with. I like that idea. I'm not opposed to that because they are so similar and it takes them out of the the women's title picture and you could open it up for new opportunities. And they can still have bangers. They can still go out there and have banger matches. I don't like I don't like Alexa and Eva. Like I don't I don't know where they're going with this. I don't I don't like that direction. I let's fast track. Alexa and get her going with uh, with Nikki because right now I don't know what the plan is for Nikki Cross. I hope she's not going up against Becky Lynch when she returns eventually, which by the way, I would have lost a ton of money had I bet somebody that Becky was coming back this weekend because I guaranteed that on last week's show. And she's well, the crowd wanted it. Oh my the, god. The crowd the crowd wanted it for sure. That's the other thing. Fuck yes, pardon my language, but fuck yes, Rhea and Charlotte, because they flipped that crowd. What a, what a performance! At the beginning, what a marvelous match. performance! Money in the bank. They're getting the Becky Lynch chance at the beginning of the match. Everyone wants Becky Lynch. They don't want this match that's been played out on WWE television for months now. But it's the first time they've had it in front of fans, right? Yeah. That's the first time they ever had that match in front of fans. So there is something that, but it's been on TV. They did it at WrestleMania like two years ago, the first one in front of no fans. So like they they've done this match. They've done it a lot, right? And and so here it is. People are turning out, and it's WWE fans, right? There is a lot of smart marks there. We got to turn on something, right? We want Becky, so we want to turn on this match. And that moment, I think, is something that Charlotte or someone is going to bring up when they talk about her career and her career is done. There's going to be people in a locker room, and it may it may not be something as impressive as her first championship victory or the eventual shot that she gets to break her father's championship record, right? The, right. That type of thing, which I think is going to happen. Oh, by the um, way, uh, just real quick, the fact that they actually clarified how many championships she has this week was also great, uh, too. And another indication, by the way, that they consider NXT to be a developmental is because they're no longer counting her two NXT title reigns. <laughs> so now she's at 11. All right, she's at 11. She's, she's back down to 11. She's back down to 11 now. I love the explanation. We finally know they weren't counting the tag team title reign either because they're sitting there talking about she's going for her 14th women's championship. And I'm like, bullshit. No, she's not. Uh, so she's at 11. Anyway, go ahead. That sucks. I think she doesn't count, but uh, Charlotte did this thing though. And so did Rhea as well. I'm not counting saying Rhea wasn't, you got to have a good dance partner. They have a packed house. It's the first WWE pay-per-view back in front of a crowd in a long, long time with expectations through the roof. And they are going on many, many great matches before them. They are deep in the middle of the card, which is a tough position. And you have another money in the bank ladder match come up. You have Roman Reigns, the big top act. And you don't even know you're getting John Cena at the end of the night, right? And they want their big returns that they've heard about in the internet. And Becky Lynch is the big one we heard about. We know she's in Dallas and she's going to come out. So screw this match. You guys are just here to take stunners from Becky Lynch. That's what you're here for. So let's just crap. And she flips the bird. She's like, no. I know the run sheet. I know what I'm going to get you to do. You're chanting back key, back key. They got time, enough time, and a brilliant, brilliant pacing. And brilliant, brilliant. I love the vocalism that Charlotte started to do in the match. You heard her get louder in the match. And people drawn in, 15,000 drawn into every little move. And then getting nasty. Rhea just laying her stuff in. And it was different. 
there was an energy from that crowd that was against them, and they flipped it. Tell oh. me a match that starts with people turning on it before they even touch to this is awesome by the time it ends. Yes, brilliant performance by them, and I thought Charlotte flipping the bird saved that match, started it, gave that match an attitude to it. Um, because they were, to be honest, they were set up for failure in this match by the booking. People had no clue who to root for. This The build to this matchup was not great, but the match itself was fantastic, and it started with Charlotte having the wherewithal to go, fuck you people, all right? You're not going to take my match away. Do you know who the F I am? And yes, I realize I said the F word and then bleeped it out seconds later. I'm trying to limit the amount that I say on this show. But Thank do you. you know who I am? I am. <laughs> Charlotte Flair. This is Rhea Ripley. We are two of the best at what we do, and we are putting on a banger of a match for you now. F you people. And then, yes, by the end of it, they're chanting, this is awesome. You know what it reminded me of? What's that? It reminded me of SummerSlam, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. The crowd was just all over Seth because they wanted to hate his guts. And by the end of it, when he won the WWE Championship. They loved him. They loved him. It was a damn miracle. It was a miracle that he pulled off that night. When people crap on WWE, I point to moments like that. I'm like, you bought a ticket. You bought a ticket to show up and say, well, I'm not here because we're WWE. I'm here for this individual wrestler, and that's why I'm here, right? But then I see moments like that. I'm like, they know how to do that because they're in WWE. They know how to do that because they're in front of those audiences like that all the time. And that is a top and everyone who goes off in Charlotte and says she's only there because she's Ric Flair's kid. Shut up. How many times do you have to be proven wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong? And this is another example of her being one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. I got so much crap on Twitter this week when I, I brought up the fact that her last five championship runs have been a combined 45 days, like less. And I said, actually, she is uh, long overdue for an extended run. With either the Raw or or SmackDown Women's Championship because she hasn't had it in a while. She's mm-hmm. always in the title picture, but she has. N- I mean, it's almost Rock esque when you look at how how long the Rock actually held the WWE Championship, even though he won it six times. It's not long at all. Same mm-hmm. with Mick Foley; he won it three times. He didn't have it long at no. all. I think one of them he only had like a few weeks, right? If that, I think three weeks. I think three weeks combined, maybe. Um, but for Charlotte, I mean, we're talking about back. We're talking about back with, with Mick Foley. Imagine if, if like money in the bank or anything existed. He may be a three-time champ in four days. He got three weeks because he had to wait seven days to defend the title again. Uh, for Charlotte, she's losing it minutes later, days later, a day later. Um, and she does that to put other people over. And she does not get enough credit uh, for, for what she's accomplished. And very soon, I guarantee you, very soon, she will have her championship run where she will get to hold a belt for a while. People are going to hate it, but it is long, long overdue. Now back to the queen of the ring, because we, we we're going to bring this back full circle here. I bring up queen of the ring because Louis Dangor uh, for give me sport, a uh, friend of the show, friend of us uh, on social media. Uh, when the queen of the ring news broke, he was like, okay, well, this is a slam dunk. Charlotte needs to win the first one. Charlotte needs to win the first one to legitimize the tournament, to make it feel big. You have to have somebody like Charlotte win the first queen of the ring. And obviously she's the queen winning the queen of the ring. makes a lot of sense. I get his argument. 
and I get everything that I just said about Charlotte Flair, how she doesn't get enough credit. She's overdue to win a big one. Hell no, Charlotte Flair should not win the first Queen of the Ring tournament. No. Hell to the no. She you can have her in the finals. finals. You can have her in the finals. That's fine. Mm. That makes a ton of sense. But if you're bringing back the Queen of the Ring tournament, you got to bring it back for a reason. You got to. And I think I think all the people that she has that built-in heat, right? Yes. Uh, all the all that heat for her in the final would be like, especially oh, right there. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. That heat that she's going to have in the finals, especially if you if she's in the finals with somebody like Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is somebody we haven't brought up yet. How damn over is she? She was really over in Texas. I mean, my goodness, Friday night. When they mm-hmm. were playing, like after I did Smack Talk, uh, which we do every night, 10.05 on mm-hmm. Friday uh, with Dutch Mantel and SP3. Um, after that, I watched that that promo that didn't air. It was a network exclusive. That promo where she cut, where she's in tears, literally, because the fans are screaming for her. They are so, it was one of the biggest pops of the night. That first Friday in Houston was for Lib Morgan. She's over, guys. WWE has to see that. I was almost stunned that she didn't win money in the bank by the reactions that she was getting. So, okay, she's not getting that push now that Nikki got from Money in the Bank. Queen of the Ring would be the perfect place to finally put Liv over. And remember, when fir- when Liv first went away after her, her match was against who? On SmackDown. What happened when she went away? She lost to Charlotte. Again, she's had those two big singles matches against Charlotte where she has lost. Now, the third singles match could be the finals of the Queen of the Ring tournament where she wins, she finally gets over, and then you know what? You give her a damn title shot because it doesn't matter who wins the first Queen of the Ring. It'll be legitimate as long as you book the winner legitimate moving forward and make it realize that it means something. If you give her a title shot and a title victory, all of a sudden you're getting the Stone Cold treatment there, baby. If you give her a crown and a cape, you're giving her the Baron Corbin treatment, and that don't work for nobody. Doesn't. Let's get into our conversation here before we close out the show. This is a teaser. You get the full interview on the Sports Kita Wrestling YouTube channel. We will sneak that audio out as well on our podcast feed. Uh, she is, without a shadow of a doubt, one 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 of the more heat getting superstars in all of WWE. She's gone on. She has gone under quite the transformation in the last year or so, uh, and continues to be somebody that moves the needle and does some very creative things uh, off of SmackDown. She's on the most viewed television show in wrestling, SmackDown. So she's certainly a real player in the business. I'm talking about Carmella. What do you think of this conversation? Give us a little bit of a teaser for this conversation. I, I loved it. She's uh, another one of these people that is uh, very down to earth, uh, very open. Um, you know, didn't, didn't beat around the bush with any of the questions that, uh, that I brought up. It was a solid 15 minute interview, had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, and yeah, we, we talked about her big match obviously, uh, tomorrow and very unique match because she's going to be wrestling at, at a hip hop festival. This, this is a festival that travels, brings in millions yep. of, of fans, you know, worldwide. I'm not saying there's going to be millions there in Miami Friday night. Still getting a repeat match at it, though. (laughs) You're still getting a match you've seen a lot. This is going to be the biggest crowd for a wrestling show in two years. We're talking about 80,000-some-odd fans there. Where's the position? Do we we have an idea how they're going to... This is the Rolling Loud Hip Hop Festival down in Florida. 
WWE SmackDown is going to be in Ohio, where you are. So they're going to have portions of SmackDown in Miami and then portions in Cleveland. And Carmella is going to be a part of uh, the presentation in Miami. Do you think the way it's going to look, it's going to be separate from the main staging area? Is it going to be like short, quick things they do before like performances? I want to know how it's going to look. I don't, I don't know if they're going to do it like as an intermission thing, like if they're going to put a ring on the stage. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. And here's the thing. I asked Carmella what she's going to expect. And it's going to be in this clip that we're going to play right now. Match last week. And that was uh, a match that uh, I know you told uh, Ryan Satin that you really, uh, really wanted. You wanted that championship matchup uh, with Bianca Belair. Did that match uh, live up to your expectations? I thought you guys delivered. What did you guys think about it? I mean, I really put it all out there and I had a lot of fun in that match up until the end when she cheated and used her braid. Um, but, you know, all I ever want, all I ever need in my career is an opportunity to show what I can do. And, you know, unfortunately, what happened to Bailey, you know, she got hurt and she's injured and I wish her the best speedy recovery. Um, but I stepped up. And I did what I had to do, and I think I delivered. But now I get another opportunity tomorrow night at Rolling Loud, which is another first for WWE to be collaborating with this major rap festival. Like, this is huge. Post Malone, uh, Travis Scott, Megan Thee Stallion, who's, like, my favorite. So <laughs> the fact that even WWE is involved in this, it's just it's a testament to how huge WWE actually is. And I'm really excited for the opportunity tomorrow. Yeah, uh very unique venue uh for a uh, a championship opportunity obviously this is uh you know something that draws you know millions of fans but you know this is i'm kind of curious do you think there's any kind of uh is there any added pressure or any nervousness because you're used to performing in in front of large audiences but i'm willing to bet that there is a large portion of this audience that has never seen a professional wrestling match so i mean this is a big chance to not only bring in new fans for wrestling for wwe but for carmel for uh, excuse me carmela as well well, that's what I'm super excited about. I'm excited. I thrive off that. I can't wait to show people like you should be watching this. You should be a Carmella fan. You should be, you know, a fan of WWE. So um, I love the challenge and I love the pressure and I'm really excited to deliver. What was it? Uh, what was it like when you first got told that you guys were going to be having this match at, at Rolling Loud? And, you know, what have they told you the logistics about how this is how this is going to work? They're just going to set up a ring in the middle of a, a hip hop festival. You know what? I'm going to show up. I'm going to look beautiful and I am going to do my match. That's what I'm going to do. I have no idea what to expect. I really don't. I know they're expecting over 80,000 people there, which is huge. Um, and I'm sure there will be members of the WWE universe there. But like you said, it's an opportunity for people to see what we do. And I think it's really, really freaking cool that I get to be part of this opportunity and hopefully get some more eyes on what, what it is that you know the WWE is all about. Yeah, and that's that's going to be the largest crowd that uh, you've wrestled in front of in in quite some time. Uh, WrestleMania included. Uh, last week's crowd Friday uh, in Houston was absolutely nuts. Uh, you know, just my goodness, like I I I, 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 I know I thank the Thunderdome for all of its service, but my goodness, did we miss live crowds? You know, but before that night, you got a big match. You know, with with Bianca, what was that mood like? Uh, you know, backstage, was it uh, nervousness? Was it excitement? Was it all of the above, knowing that you were wrestling in front of people instead of TV screens? You know what? It felt like a WrestleMania backstage. Everyone was buzzing. It was just this feel and this vibe. And I remember the first. I think there was a match going on before the show actually started, and I heard the crowd rumbling, and it was just like, whoa, like what? Like yes, we had fans at WrestleMania, but a it was 
a stadium is outside. So it's not quite the same effect if you're inside and hearing, you know, the, the crowd rumbling. So to hear that, it was just like, oh my gosh, I miss this. And to just like hear, like be out there my music hit and hear the crowd, like they hated me and I loved it. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, I miss this so much. There's nothing like the energy from a live crowd. Were there any uh, surprises, whether it be a fan reaction that you got personally or that you heard that uh, that you weren't uh, you weren't really expecting? No, I'm used to the WWE universe hating me until the <laughs> end when they kind of get close to me, like, "Oh my god, I love you!" Oh my god, <laughs> I'm like, "Ew," <laughs> but it's it's awesome. I mean, there is nothing like that that live feel, and um, I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow with this audience. I can't wait. Yes, yeah, so uh, a big crowd, a big fight feel. Again, you are uh, another shot here at Bianca Belair and the, the SmackDown Women's Championship. You know, it's kind of hard to, to believe. SummerSlam 2018, that was, the, that was the last time you have held gold in WWE outside of the 24-7 championship, respect due to the 24-7 title. Um, but, I mean, your last singles women's championship, it's hard to believe that it's, we're, we're coming up on three years on that already. Do you feel like your time is coming again soon? 100%, 100%. And I feel like it's, it's different now. You know, Carmella has evolved. I've grown, I've changed. And, you know, back then, I don't think people were giving me the credit that I thought I deserved. I felt like I was busting my butt and really proved what I could do. Um, and now it's three years have gone by. My character's evolved. And, you know, I hear some people upset that my character's changed or different. But if I'm the same character I was in 2018, like, how boring would that be? We have to grow. We have to change. We have to evolve. And I feel like I am so ready to hold that title again for no other reason other than to prove to myself, like, yes, I am champion. I need to prove to the fans. I need to prove to anyone. I know the hard work I've put in. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I can do. And I would love to be champion again. I really would. Absolutely love it. I, I loved uh, talking with her as uh, Kevin accidentally removes himself uh, from the screen. So hopefully uh, he will hop back in here in a second. Hey, there you are, buddy. I hit one wrong button. I have a touch screen. It threw me <laughs> off. Butterfingers. Slippery fingers, back. baby. Uh, welcome back. And you know what? I, I, I cut it right there because we actually did go into a little bit more conversation about uh, developing characters. And I brought up uh, uh, Nikki A.S.H. Uh, specifically, much like the conversation that you and I had about that a little bit earlier. Again, that entire interview is going to drop tomorrow on the Sports Kitty Wrestling YouTube channel. So make sure to check that out. Now, Kev. Yes. While we're talking about Carmella, who may become a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, the last thing we're going to bring up here is there is a rumor going around this week that quietly and officially a already two-time SmackDown Women's Champion has been moved back over to the blue brand in Naomi. Mm. Take on that one, good sir. We could see uh, Naomi back. A lot of, lot of change there. As I was talking so we're about on Thursday, right? Yes, today is Thursday. If they want to have her show up tomorrow night, because the last few weeks of WWE has all been about surprises and returns. And yep. as I've told you before, surprises do not just mean returns, okay? Yes. Um, surprises mean you get Finn Balor, who's been with WWE for a while. We just haven't seen him in a few months. And now he's on SmackDown again. He was on NXT for a long time. So I think the inverse of that would be that the reminder that though Raw had John Cena, SmackDown is going to have John Cena on, on Friday. And you're going to see much more of him on Fox. And I don't know if this aggravates anyone at NBC Universal, but SmackDown is the number one wrestling television show right now. I don't know if that aggravates you if you're an AEW fan. It is the number one television wrestling show in terms of viewership uh, over the course of overnights. 
Sometimes it's three-day average is pretty strong going even into Mondays, and it does very, very well in terms of social media impressions. Yeah. So Naomi coming back makes complete sense for them to do it this Friday under these circumstances and maybe even uh, go ahead and uh, snatch her a piece of Carmella at Rolling Loud in Florida, possibly. That's not what I'm thinking at all. What are you thinking? Or I'm, I'm just saying if she showed up this week, in general, I just I think would, it's a I would put point. her in Miami. I absolutely would put her in Miami. Yeah. And no offense to uh, Carmella. I'm not trying to make an enemy here. But after Bianca beats Carmella, <sighs> Naomi shows Ooh. up. Ooh, the showdown? The two of them in the ring? Naomi, in front of like in front of like a completely different audience? Naomi shows up. And not only to talk about stare down, I mean she attacks her. I'm talking a are you saying no? Are you you turn Naomi heel? Yes. Oh, oh love it. Love up. it, dude. You want to know why? Rick's pick to click. It's Rick. It's Rick's pick to click. You know why? Because you put her in the damn bloodline. She's married to Jimmy Uso. Oh, I'm on board, dude. You put her in the bloodline, and not only that, you have her beat Carm. Are you? You have her beat Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship at SummerSlam. All the gold in the bloodline. Naomi, the Usos, and Roman Reigns, and have That's those. Right. If you don't know Naomi, if you don't show. follow, if you don't follow the D- Total Divas show, you would have maybe you would have known it there. Uh, Naomi is married to, I believe, is it Jay? Is it Jay? Jimmy no, or Jimmy? Jimmy. Jimmy She's married to Jimmy. Like yeah. they, they're they're married. They're a couple. Uh, and I was like, that would be an awesome thing. I would love I it. I don't know if she wants to do it. I don't know. Cool. But then and you're getting rid of like, all the glow stuff. All the glow stuff goes away. And they, she yeah. loved that glow thing. Oh, it was fun. She does. But again, evolution of character. How long has she been doing the glow stuff now since 2017? I mean, if she has an idea, she has something new. Again, this could be a thing where she comes over and Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, they, you know, they, they, they mold her. They get her back to being the, the best version of herself. She wins the SmackDown Women's Championship away uh, from Bianca Belair. If, if Sasha Banks isn't, isn't the play here. Because, again, I'm looking at, I know they want to put on the biggest show they could uh, po- uh, possibly imagine. So maybe mm-hmm. you slow play Naomi a little bit here. And you have her be the person who attacks Bianca Belair after she successfully defeats Sasha Banks at SummerSlam. So, okay, maybe that's the play. Because, admittedly, to the casual fans, especially now with the Mandalorian out there, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair is a bigger draw to the casuals than it is for um Naomi and Bianca Belair. Sa- Sasha Banks showing up on Friday would be a big deal too. It would be absolutely. And I do think they're going to use this Rolling Loud pa- platform to do some type of angle. Like I just oh. don't think it's it can't it can't just be matches. It can't just no. be matches. No, they're going to do some type of angle to set some other thing up. And this, this is another possibility. We've heard the rumors on high that a certain uh, hip hop superstar it, it has been alluded to have some type of role. At this year's SummerSlam in Las Vegas, uh, and her, name, her name is Cardi B. I'm I'm less inclined to think that's going to happen because Cardi B recently announced that I believe she's having a second baby. Am I correct? Yeah. So yeah. I'm less inclined to think that we were hearing those rumors for a while, and uh, Cardi B's themes uh, music was used as a theme song for the, I will for the advertising. I'll say this much: if it's not Naomi, if it's not Sasha Banks, we could see Becky Lynch return. And if she returns in Miami while I'm in Cleveland, I am going to be pissed off. Pissed off. Well, I think you'd be pissed off if any of these angles happened and it happens in Miami and you're in Ohio. But you're getting John Cena. You're getting John Cena. I know. I know. I know. But especially for me, my, my number one top, you know, 
bucket list interview of all time. Big fan, super fan. Just look at the shit behind me, all right? <laughs> you can tell I'm a big Becky Lynch guy. If I am at the show that she shows up and miraculously she shows up in another state, I'm going to be pissed off that uh, I wasn't there to see that uh, in person. Uh, so, But I don't think it's going to happen. I do think Sasha is the play here. I would go with Naomi, and I would put her in the bloodline. I think that's that's absolute money, and I think Naomi would crush that. I would love to see that happen. Hey, Rick, we've been talking about wrestling. We do, we've been doing Rick Uccino's Fantasy Booking Thursdays here for a bit. I'm, I've had a great time. You've pitched some great stuff. I pitched some things that probably aggravated you, and uh, I had a good time. What I need to know from people watching or listening is, can you can you let some other people know about it? Can you just can you just pass it on? Just pass it on down the internet line to the old smart the old, the, the smart next door. Maybe that fan that just told you, like, hey, I heard wrestling's back and it never went away, but they're back yeah. in, right? Uh, this is big time for wrestling, wrestling media. Obviously, we talked about a bunch of different stories. You listen to us talk about wrestling for an hour and a half. God bless you. We're so thankful for the time you spent yeah. with us. Uh, you can follow Rick uh, once again and try and win yourself some of those Ohio Valley Raw tickets. It's going to be a big date yes. for them. At Rick Uccino. Again, I'm going to draw the winners tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh, so, uh, again, yeah, make sure. Ooh, actually, that's going to be kind of hard to do because I'm going to be driving to Cleveland. But you know what? I'll get in a damn rest stop. I'll make sure I get the the, the right stuff going there. Uh, and I will announce the, the winner at 11 o'clock uh, tomorrow morning. So you have until midnight tonight, wherever you are. If you want to come in from California, that's fine. I don't care. Uh, you have until midnight your time to to register, and we will draw those up. All you have to do is go to my page, at Rick Uccino, just like it's spelled on the screen, or R-I-C-K. U-C-C-H-I-N-O. Follow the instructions on my pinned tweet. I'm going to begin, uh, again, be giving those out tomorrow. By the way, one more shameless plug here. Uh, I have interviews up right now with uh, Johnny Gargano, with Natalia, with uh, Nikki Ash, your new Raw Women's Champion, and again, Carmella is dropping uh, tomorrow, and I might just have some more stuff out of Cleveland. You never know. Just keep an Pretty eye on cool. Just keep an eye on that Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube channel. It's all. I, I think we're gonna get we're gonna get some great uh, pop-ins from you from uh, for, uh, tomorrow night as well. And we'll have Smack Talk on tomorrow night yeah, as well. I will with, be making a uh, man on the scene appearance on Smack Talk, tomorrow. which is pretty Sid, sweet. We're gonna we get we get to do an arena report. Yeah, Ed will fun. be in the Captain Captain Kirk swivel chair uh, and running things while uh, I'm having fun, uh, probably six beers deep. Uh, but I will make I will I will make my uh, scheduled appearance on Smack. Well, you you've earned it. Stay safe. Have fun out there. Have a good time. Enjoy being back at the matches. I know you're gonna have a great feeling with it as well. Uh, I am busy with AAW, the premier independent wrestling organization in the world. We build up to our next big date on Fight TV in August: Savages and Kings. The return of Eddie Kingston to AAW. You can get your tickets at aawpro.com. That is aawpro.com. And you can order the event on Fight TV coming up in August, just a few fight, weeks fight, away. Fight, fight, uh, fight, so that, fight, that is coming fight, up as well. I'm um, doing live comedy again, which is absolutely fantastic. I've never felt more alive doing it. Uh, and I have a couple shows. I'll be at Detour Brewing. I'm going to be headlining Detour Brewing in Rockford, Illinois, this Saturday night. Uh, and go check out all the stuff I'm doing on my Twitter page. It's all linked up there at the top. At Kev Kellum. Did you realize what, Rick? I, did you realize I was doing a Simpsons? Yes. Okay, just making sure. I try to get at least one Simpsons reference in a week. So we get one in there. I'm you just, know what we need? We need a new Simpsons up. wrestling game. The Simpsons wrestling game was such a bad video game. I remember being a wrestling fan, a huge Simpsons fan when that came out. I was so disappointed. You know what a new Simpsons wrestling game. You Do know it. what the greatest Simpsons game of all time was? What's that? Hit and run. Do you ever play hit and run? I heard about that. The car game? 
Yeah, it was basically Grand Theft Auto Simpsons. It yeah. was one of the best video games I've ever played. I played it like once, just like I loved it. So um, messed around with it and stuff like that too. But that would you be could fun. just run people over, and they would just like flail and fly all dude, over. Dude, do a dude, do do a Simpsons WWE episode. They've been doing like that because they're Simpsons are owned by Disney now, right? So they've been yeah. doing all these mashups. They did like a Marvel one. They did a Star Wars one. They're just specials on Disney yeah. Plus. And I watched the Star Wars one. I was like, oh, this is so fun. I know Family Guy did it. But if they did something with WWE, that'd be so cool. I, I'd be I'd be so into that idea. That'd be fun. I, I guarantee you there'd be a lot of people. But how do you come on? Get the new day on the Simpsons. Let's go. Yes. What are we waiting for? Bret Hart was on there. It popped so hard as a kid. I love that. It was great. Wow. All right. We'll be back next oh, Thursday real quick, night. Real quick. Oh, okay, real go, quick go ahead. Real quick. Uh, I know we talked about Fighter Fest like very, very briefly. Great show last night. But my goodness, I laughed way too damn hard at the exchange between Orange Cassidy and Sting. Uh, when, when Sting was doing the little mini kick exchange and then he did the, the lazy arm. God damn it. I laughed way too hard at that. That was so good. <laughs> that was so good. If you missed it, go check it out on YouTube. Okay, now you can close out the show. All right, we're done. Uh, did you enjoy the show? Go ahead and give us a like. Go ahead and share the link so you don't stink. You can follow him on the Twitter machine with those raw tickets. You can follow me, see me do the comedy thing. And I want you to do this most important thing. It's very, very critical that you do this no matter what. Uh, I know uh, we can debate about Rick's ideas and my ideas, which aggravate people because uh, it doesn't fulfill their fantasy booking. Uh, but honestly, you need to do this. Please do this most important thing. Enjoy wrestling. Bye, guys. <laughs>